Mm. Mm. Hello and welcome, Ooh. Skeksis and Mystics alike, to Podling Pub Chats, a watch-along podcast where we take some quarantine time to talk about the weird, weird world of the Dark Crystal. I really thought that that was going to be the first time where I got it right, and I didn't. And it's the last nope. episode, nope. and it's totally sure fine. My name is Chris Shriver, and with me here today is the Living Ninja Turtle and Heavy Strike co-founder, Mr. Brandon Hunt. Hey, it's me, the Ninja Turtle. Hey! <laughs> Also joining us is the Platformers podcast host and Dragon Ball Master, Brian Barnett. Hey, what's up? What's going on, everybody? This week, we are going to be wrapping up our discussion of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. We're going to be talking about episodes 9 and 10. Episode <laughs> 9, titled... Uh, something. <laughs> the Crystal it. Calls, episode 10. <laughs> A single piece was lost. Um, <laughs> full disclosure... For this uh, final episode, we planned on recording this much sooner, but then life <laughs> happened. So I a have lot watched of life it. Happened, yeah. A lot of life happened. Um, I've watched this most recently uh, compared to the other two. So I will be guiding our conversation, not unlike any other episodes that we do. Um, but episode nine starts out with uh, Maldra Argot uh, just happens to have the uh, dual glaive as her walking stick. Dude, that moment that was so out. awesome. Where she's just like, <laughs> oh, you were looking for the dual glaive? Well, let me do this for you, little one. Let me, let me show you a little something, something. She's like a sassy little, I don't know, female Yoda. I'm so into her. She really is. She, really yeah. is. she, is, she is great. She is great. And it's just like, wow, is this going to be what it's like, you know, when when you know deke gets old and she's just like still very like very spunky very you know what have you i do like that she that she commented on it and was like i'm gonna miss this it was a really good walking stick <laughs> like i thought that I was mean, pretty yeah great. well and what's funny is like when she says that um she says it like almost in passing like she yeah. uh you know it's not like this like very obvious moment that occurs um yeah after that we have uh the uh, what do we have? Skexis are going to uh, drain. Oh, yeah, they're going. They're trying to drave uh, Tavra and uh, Maudra Farah because um, they're trying to save Skekmal because last episode we had him uh, get all kinds of jacked up. Um, and that's when. Uh, oh, my God. What is her name? Mother Augra walks in and she's like, yo, take me instead. In the it's most amazing. baller move. It was just like take take me, but if you do, you got to release all of these. Um, uh, oh my god, what are their names? The Gelfling. It's yeah, literally been that long since. We <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But yeah, like yeah, you can take me, you can drain me, and you know it won't work to give to give the life back. To Basically, she's like draining the life of all these Gelfling isn't going to give Skekmal his life back. But if you drain me, then it will. But if I give you myself, you have to let all the Gelfling go. Right. And they're like, all right, whatever, dude. All right. But as sure. we know, the Skeksis are treacherous. Yes, yes, yes. Um, as they're trying to escape the uh, the Gelfling, because at this point they've been set free. Um, In the, quotes. Yes, quote unquote. Uh, Skeklak with the, the one with all the pusses played by uh, Aquafina. Um and the general yeah. try to like cut off their escape, and they're like, "Where do you think you're going?" Um, oh, and oh, 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 you set us free. 
to the, uh, to the bathroom? Is that okay? I'm trying to get Is that cool? Is that cool with you guys? Um, Tabra <laughs> has a really cool, I think it's Tabra, has a really cool line here where um, she still has the ascendancy like strapped to her face. And um, yes. And the general's like, we set you free. Like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? And she goes, a poison fly is no gift. And she just stabs him right in the chest. And yes, <laughs> which was such a great moment. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Chamberlain comes in, stabs her. And then, um, <laughs> and then another right, guy comes in and stabs, stabs him. him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it's mayhem. Chamberlain hooks him up with the last of the essence um, in like a last ditch effort to regain his trust, basically. Yeah, yeah. power move. Power move right there. That's, Chamberlain, that's all him, about man. the power move. All about his whole the power thing move. is power moves. His nobody, whole thing is power moves. Nobody. He, so Skekmal is physical power moves. Chamberlain is mental power moves. And yeah. nobody better than the two of them for making moves. It's just move, boys. The facts were these. <laughs> um, we find out that the the machine. Well, at first, it's not stealing any life from Agra, so uh, rightfully so. The emperor is nice and pissed off. Um, and she looks at him and says, "You're nothing. You're nothing but dust. Like you know, you you can't you can't cheat death. Like you guys have to get over this." Um, which is obviously foreshadowing to the movie because. Yep. My 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 man turns to dust. Um, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. <laughs> um, both of you are being really breathy this episode, what? or 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 it's breathy. Weird. I don't know. However you want to say it's it. Like ASMR. <laughs> uh, finally, it begins to drain her after uh, he throws a little nice little temper tantrum, and Augura straight up explodes. She Fair has up. like an interesting moment where where she's like where she's like almost pleading with the crystal and like in disbelief of like that it's doing this. Like did did either of you pick that up? Because that was like oh, a yeah. really that was kind of like a touching moment to me where I was like where it was like she was kind of like no what have they done to you or like or like why are you doing this like this sort of thing like that sort of a moment where it was just like you kind of sense the kinship between uh, between Agra and the crystal and that it's that it's being warped to do this like against the crystal's own will is yeah. like, it's like, like very tragic. It's like she, well, cause she's, she's been gone for so long. Right. And so when she connects with the crystal, the first, you know, well before then it's like, she, you know, it's got like a personality or whatever. And obviously because it's so corrupted, it's got like a, a meaner personality. It's a little bit more pissy. You know what I'm saying? So when she's talking to it, yeah. So when she's talking to it, she's like, when she's talking to it mentally, she's like, "What the fuck, bro? Why are you being a dick?" Since she since she left and came back, the crystal started shopping at Hot Topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Started hanging out with new friends. Started wearing black and just being a goth. She was like, "What?" It started smoking and started skateboarding at the same time, but it doesn't really care about tricks. It just cares about the scene. This fucking exactly can't even do tricks. (laughs) Goes to corn shows. Bet you can't even ollie, bruh. Insane clown posse. Crystal can't even ollie, dude. 
Why are you even <laughs> hanging out with her? God. <laughs> so yeah, that's why. That's why yeah, Hogger's no, that's, that's no, the is, I want to see a version of this scene where she's like, "What did they do to you?" And then like somebody dubbing over it, like, "You weren't even here when I needed your mother, Agra. You weren't even here. You expect You're to just, just come slut. back and be a part of my life? Got out." You've been like, gone for one hundred years, Agra. What in the hell? Why have you been gone for so long? You left me here with these jerks. So now all I have to do is hang out with these boys anymore. You don't even care about me. You don't even care about out, me. I don't look out for myself for like so lumping long. And you oh my didn't God. even care. And you were here. And now God. you want to come back? And now. Uh. <laughs> Uh, anyways, <laughs> I haven't heard a solid LSP in so long. I hope that that I hope that that was satisfying. That was so satisfying. Um, so Augur explodes after her after her moment, and the hunter dies, or so we think. So we think. So we think. Um, and the so then we go back to. Uh, Rianne and Dee, and they're basically told that the other half of the dual glaive is at Stone in the Wood, um, and that Rianne's father was the last person that wielded it. Another freaking great reveal. Dun, dun, dun. Like it, it's so interesting. I feel like most series don't save like real like the the cool reveals come like maybe halfway through something or like three quarters of the way through it. This feel like it feels like we're getting several reveals that are like really late. Um, there's not that they're unwelcome, but like it it just feels like we're so far in, and to still have these like really cool surprises, like I feel like they really did a great job of pacing those sorts of really fun moments throughout the series. Um, which is the best for last, yeah, which I mean, best for last, baby. It's hard to nail endings, and the fact that they were able to actually like put this sort of stuff in there, I thought was really cool. The first like third of the series like takes a lot of time to like do that world building, yeah. Um, and I feel like once they kind of get you to that point where it's like, okay, here's how it's all established. Here's the situation, um, and then here like now you actually care about the characters and like you get what the stakes are at this point. Um, yeah. Now it's like okay, now it's all just fan service. Like we're just gonna make it. Like not only are we gonna make the movie better, we're gonna make this world that we've already built better. Which I think yeah. they, they yeah. do a really good job at. Which I mean, I think uh, you know, opinion spoilers for the end of this, but like I think that really feeds into why, at least for me, like I really would love a season two, like like I you know to spend more like more than definitely because the movie is so self contained and because it ends on such like a satisfying and kind of uh, the the circle has been completed uh, note. I didn't really feel like I needed anything more like, like with the last of us, like with the last of us too. It's like, well, I don't really need this. Like, I don't really need age of resistance, but now that I've seen age of resistance and played the last of us too, I'm like, I can't imagine this without, I can't imagine this property without this stuff in it. Right. Right. Um, which that's is like, I, love, I mean, that's, that's really that's... hard to do creatively. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I, I mean, I, people give sequels a lot of shit, and I, you know, there's people that were like, "I don't want Last of Us too. I just don't want it." And then, then they play, they're like, "It's so good," you know. And I think if if and, me. And it's just like, yeah, that was you, right? You were turned. But I think it's just a good testament to say, like, um, you know, 
that's what a sequel needs to do is like make the first movie better right when yes. you when you go back and watch the first movie um then you have so much more knowledge like an alien right and there's you more go emotional back and weight add, added to exactly movies. exactly um you go back and watch alien after you watch aliens and now you know that there's not just this one monster but there's a whole fucking colony with a queen alien that you're like oh shit this is like tip of the iceberg you know um i don't know if either of you have seen the newest blair witch movie um have you guys seen mm. that at all but no. um that movie is incredible in that it adds so much lore um that when you watch the first blair witch movie it like blows your mind like like mm. 20 years later it, it like makes the first player which would be so much more awesome to watch even up until the, like the very end with the guy where the guy's like staring into the corner and when you watch it for the first time you're like that's weird is he like possessed or something i don't know what's going on but after you watch the second movie you know exactly why he's standing in the corner that's honestly so, like the only thing i remember about that movie and i, I think the right. last time i watched it was like five years ago but it's always that guy right so watch the new one, and then you'll be like, "Oh, fuck!" And that's what this does. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, um, that's what this Dark Crystal series does. Pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking for season two, just because. I mean, spoilers, but. Deet. Dino. Yes. The best oh. anyway, ever. So I didn't I didn't mean to like sidetrack us so thoroughly in the ninth episode description, but that was just something that I thought of like that like I mean come on. It's so I mean, good. It's, what we, it's what we said at yeah. the beginning, man. Like it's you know which I mean you you both this... seen it and I hadn't, but you know, no, I know now that we're at the end, I'm just like, man, you guys were hundred percent right. Like <laughs> crazy. Um so <laughs> after oh yeah, so they hop on the land striders and basically are like, all right, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go to uh, stone in the wood. So they hop on there. Uh, we cut back to the three sisters and Tavra straight up dies in a very emotional sisterhood scene. Yeah. Um, she's straight up. She's, she's straight up. She's straight up dies. They're just walking dying. and she's just straight up dies. She just straight. They're just letting it happen. And they're just like, yeah. Chris, yeah, how did she die? <laughs> you can't just say that. They just walked I mean, in and she just straight up died. She just, <laughs> oh. just straight up. Straight just up. Like, down. Like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm like, do you, guys like do you guys like flowers and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> she dies in her wounds. And then, and then, like another Gelfling comes over, and goes, "Bro, she just straight up died." <laughs> You're not gonna believe this. She just, she you just guys that? that was crazy. Just, she just straight up died. Wow, it's crazy. It's wild. It's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, how did um, she die, Chris? <laughs> We're the, we she are the worst. Her wounds. <laughs> Um, if you haven't already turned off this episode i know (laughs) so we go back to the the crystal palace and they're all trying to figure out what do we do with the hunter because the hunter's dead and they're like we haven't had anybody any of us die in a thousand trying 
and we don't know we don't have a ceremony for this um they don't know how to proceed and with that chamberlain walks in uh with the general and they're like don't worry about that right now we're going to war we need to we need to mess up these gelfling right now because they came in you know what's really gonna make you feel better don't think about it yeah (laughs) (laughs) you You know what you can use a distraction (laughs) don't deal with your pain and suffering it's fine don't worry about it okay so with that uh he suggests you know there's there's obviously more gelfling than them so let's make some let's get Skektek to make an army out of the carcasses of the Arathim. And they leave yeah. him to to do that. The, and which I mean that's we basically what he's messed with at this point. We were waiting for this. We were waiting for this. I was waiting for this. I've been waiting for this since episode one. I've been like Yeah, you have. How do these creepy looking spider dudes relate to these creepy looking crab kind of spider dudes? Because they're obviously related. So I will say, like, I am when it comes to moments, and this is like a perfect example, when it comes to moments like this that are so obvious and on the nose for 99% of the rest of the audience, like this was not even a thought the first time I watched this series. And then really, yeah, like at all. And like this happens for to me. So did this blow you away then? It was like the, you know, obviously spoiler, the end of the last episode, it ends with him like putting them together and making the Gartham um, and then like, like walking around into the room. Um, but when like, happened, I, was like, I see now. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't even, didn't even the cross my Krillin. mind. Is yeah. The full Krillin from Dragon Ball Z. What are we going to do? Oh, no. <laughs> you better save that sense of being for yourself, Goku. These guys are tough. <laughs> anyway basically my brain i i really i feel and i whenever it happens i'm like god i am so fucking stupid hi uh, <laughs> welcome to every 15 minutes of my life <laughs> the the thing for me is like like that must that must make it such a more relaxed and enjoyable experience when you're not like me every five seconds like when are they gonna freaking explain the stupid crab things yeah like and then it's literally the last thing they show you. Yeah, because like right. I was literally the first right. time I saw those, and I'm like, oh, well, that's obviously where this comes from. But how did they get to look like that? Because they're I'll, not. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you a trick. You just got to turn your brain off, baby. Just don't just distract yourself for the ride, wish, man. Yeah, I man. wish I could. That would make falling asleep at night so much easier. <laughs> turn the volume down in your brain. Yes. Yeah, that's that is that is that is one of my uh, one of my weaknesses. I can't turn the old noodle off. <laughs> so they they they've decided. All right, we're we're gonna go to war. But uh, before we do that, let's clad Skekmal in his our finest armor for him, and we're gonna <laughs> strap him up like a puppeteer or a marionette in the throne room because he's not dead. We're just going to move past that. He might start to yeah. smell, but that's all right. Well, I thought it was, I oh, thought dude, the, he... the, so the reason that they said that the emperor said that is like, is like, he'll be honored and he'll be there with us as we reign forever, which I thought was actually kind of like a nice sentiment. Like, obviously the emperor sense. is a terrible like, person, but decay is a thing. Like that's going to yeah. happen. Like if grandma passes away, like I'm not going to be like, she'll just sit on the couch forever. Like yeah. at some point, but, but here's the thing. 
humans have an established like thing that happens when they die. Do they know what happens when well, they, they die? On. That's true. That's very true. They don't like, know that that happens. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but what what Chris and I are saying is that the Skeksis are just straight up fucking weird, bro. He should have just <laughs> let him straight up die, like Tavra. Or he straight up die them. They just straight up put him up. Bro. Or what? What is it? Uh, what Literally. is it? They, uh, they they basically do one step above bad taxidermy of Skekmal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like it's yeah. It's just no taxidermy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They just cover him up, and they're like, "Yeah, oh, that'll be good." Just put a yeah. bandaid on him. That'll you know they're drunk. gonna get drunk some nights and just be like, hey, "All right, all right, <laughs> grab grab the sticks, man. Let's dance them around the room. It's gonna be sweet." <laughs> grab the sticks, Dad. Uh, we go Yikes. to Stone in the Wood. Deet and Rianne have made it, but there's nobody there. They're like, "What the hell? Is everybody dead? What's going on?" Um, he climbs. Everyone to the top. just straight up died, bro. Died, bro. <laughs> Rianne climbs to the top of the crucible, which is like, I love that they call it that just because destiny. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the the blade is on the other half of the duel. Glaive is on the inside. Um, and the one thing he mentions about the, the fire is that it's not hot, which they thought they don't really explain. They're just like, the fire's not hot. Weird. Well, the um, interesting thing about a crucible, like, because a crucible is a real thing in like smithing and that sort in crafting like a crucible is something yes. that you use to melt everything together, which is and like symbolic of the story, the crucible and that sort of thing, which is why I think it's incredibly bizarre that they call this thing, the crucible, but all of the swords that were put in there weren't melted. Well, like I think they're it, all still there. I think it's meant. I think that's the point is like to the out, like an outsider, it looks like a standard crucible, but it's but the idea actually, is they've saved their swords or whatever. Correct. Like in the event okay. that they actually need them. Um, okay. Because of dish Well, they make it sound think. like, oh, we 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 dish fight our, our battles and then we destroy our swords. But it actually wasn't that at all. Which, I mean, is good because then you need the other half of the of the dual glaive. But, right. You know. But I, I did think it was weird because I was like, what? Like when they opened yeah. it up and like all those swords were like, Hey, we're just fine. We're just chilling in here. It's nothing but us swords. We're just having a party. It's forever. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, wow, this is not at all what a crucible is, but you know. Yeah. But there but you go. Yeah. He takes that thing out and he slaps that shit together. He just puts oh, it right together. And he makes the sword from Halo 2, and everyone's like, what? Okay. That happened. <laughs> And then all the, the fire turns blue, and then he realizes that he can have the world's largest Zoom call with the rest of his entire race across this planet. <laughs> or it's, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Thunder Fury, the great blade of the Windseeker or something like that from World of Warcraft, which is like a big, like, two-pronged. That's that's far beyond my nerddom. As you, as yeah, you he's know. gone deep, bro. You straight up Tell gone deep, bro. Staff knows what I'm talking about. I don't know that he'll ever hear this, but Sap knows what I'm talking about. Sap knows what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The uh, So after all the, the flames turn blue and everyone's like, oh my God, you can hear me? I can talk to you. This is so crazy. What's FaceTime? Um, it's the world's first Skype call. It's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the crystal calls to the Skeksis and they're like, to the chamber! And they run in there. Um, wait, and wait, how are they? The To the chamber! <laughs> Blah. You sound like a brute from Halo, which is thematically appropriate. Yeah. 
That works. Um, they or boss Nass. I can't decide which. <laughs> they run away, and the uh, the hunter twitches, and it's like, oh, what's going on there? Is he still alive? But then he's Rhea like, and... I'm straight up still alive, bro. Bro, I can't believe you hung me up here. I'm not dead, bro. Bros, I'm so flipping tough. You guys don't even know. <laughs> Y'all, I had a dream about the skate park. It was fucking raw, dudes. I did a freaking burial kickflip. <laughs> I did. Chris, I did I'm sorry. Kick, I did. I'm sorry. Indie. I'm sorry for stopping you dead in your tracks. Please proceed. Yeah, it's fine, bro. It's fine. I hate you guys so yeah, much. It's fine. Uh, he basically says we need to rally, rally the troops and everybody. Everybody come to Stone in the Wood. We're gonna mess up the Skeksis. And then the Emperor's like, "Blah, no, you're not gonna do that. I'm gonna come get you." And then they all how, wait. How is he? He's like, <laughs> and then. I wish all of you listeners could see Chris's face right now. Just the deadpan of nothing moving. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it. That's the end of episode nine. He's just like, all right, everybody come to Stone in the Wood. And then, like, not a whole lot happens. He gets the sword, and that's about it. All right. But then episode 10 opens up, and what's happening? Deet's making bombs. (laughs) Oh. Dude, what a great! <laughs> I love that scene. What a what a great title, episode ten. Deets making bombs. Deets making bombs. Deets dropping bombs. <laughs> and I'm not talking about in the toilet. Oh. Um, <laughs> in the oh, beginning man. of this episode, it's kind of weird because she's like, she's putting this whole thing together. She just woke up from her like you know she fainted on the after getting that power and absorbing the the darkening. You can tell she's not okay. Like something she's like, yeah, I don't feel great after doing that. Our our girl is off. Yeah. Which she's is gonna good. puke. She's gonna vomit, dude. She's gonna puke, bro. Break her. Get the sauce, she's, bro. She's, she's gonna where roll, I was dude. after I had just a bunch of rum like an hour ago. It's like <laughs> I'm a Ralph, bud. <laughs> um, we cut to the Crystal <laughs> Castle. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. We cut to the Crystal Castle. The Emperor starts gathering all the, the darkening in his body and his staff. They're talking about dreaming and having nightmares and shit. Behunt's just dead right now. He's just fucking dead, bro. Guys, because Chris, we said some stupid shit, and then Chris just like stopped, looked, and then he just leaned back in his chair, put his hand on his head, and he's like, You know it's bad when Chris has to play the straight man. Oh, I'm not used to being in this seat. Yeah. Now you know how it feels for me. Oh my god. <laughs> where 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 are we? Emperor's making absorbing. bombs, brah. He's making bombs, brah. Emperor is absorbing all this darkening, and Chambers Which was like a really cool, helmet. Like a, a cool scene where he was like, I believe this is the part. Where somebody like asks him what he's doing. Maybe was it the general? I think who asked him what he's yeah, doing, and he's, yeah. and he's he's like he's like what basically he's he's like at any cost. Like we're winning at any cost. Yeah, like, like, I, I will I will do this, you know, to stop yeah. them. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Which like it, it's very clear that like everything he's doing with the darkening is hastening the death of this world. Well, and he's very like he he will and not his own accept. Death. Yeah. He will not accept the fact that he could die and that any of them could die because and and yeah. that scene's actually really important because it it goes into like a, probably the most depth of that that we get other than like nope we live forever like it's like he talks about um you know do you dream um no and the you know that the general says no um and he says i started having nightmares after i started consuming the darkening and i started to remember what it was like to feel pain and suffering and guilt and all these types of things that i haven't experienced in you know thousands of years or whatever Basically, um, since they separated from the mystics. Right, right. So like all those th feelings of empathy that and, and things like that, that, you know, come with being a whole being or person or whatever. Um, he didn't get to experience that. Um, or he, he's now experiencing it again for the first time in a long time. And he's like not OK with how that's going. Um, so he's like. Uh, and I, and and it plays a lot into that character as to like this is what his motivation is he doesn't want this horrible thing that he wakes up to in the middle of the night to become his reality and i and he thinks that that's what it's going to be which i mean unfortunately for him he is it, it it's one of those things where there there are a couple of different types of um like views on prophecy or future sight or different things like that. There's like the one where it's like knowing about the future can help you is like the only way to prevent a terrible future. And there's the other uh, kind of view on it, which is by knowing about it, you'll, you'll unwittingly bring about the events that you fear. And this is the latter. Like right. this is the, by knowing about, by knowing about these things, by by fearing his own death and then taking a kind of no holds barred approach and anything goes ends justify the means approach he's actually bringing about honestly this doesn't really have anything to do with the death of the skexies but he's bringing about his own death he's hastening right. his own death right. um with this in 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 a and i mean i guess there's there's if we want to get real and deep with it like there is a lesson in there about humanity like there is, you know, not, not to get, um, you know, religious, but I, w I was raised in a Christian household. There is a, there's a verse in the Bible where it says, uh, who can by worrying add even a single second to their lives. And I think there's a, there's a good lesson in that, which is just, just live and enjoy your life because worrying about, about things, you know, isn't going to give you anything. And, and I think that that's, you know, that's one of the lessons that I think the Dark Crystal is trying is trying to to teach, if indeed it is trying to teach anything. Yeah, it, it is like. Mortality is universal and. Uh, putting all your effort into striving against it isn't going to change the inevitable, but by accepting that and choosing to live as the podlings do, you know, in these, you know, with parties and gatherings and as the Gelflings do, you know, by drawing or the mystics by drawing close to nature, like we can, we can enjoy the time that we have instead of living in constant dread of the end. And in doing so lose what enjoyment we could have had, even of the, what little life we're given. Um, 
I mean, that means that brings up a good point that like the Skeksis are like one thousand percent like driven by fear and everything, like basically fear of losing what they have. Like one that one thousand percent, it's like the root of like all the things that they're driving to. Like basically, when they want to fight all the Gelfling, um, it's because they want to protect their their um source of power of life power but they're doing that because they're running out of uh, of life <laughs> you know so it's like this endless cycle of like being afraid and therefore like acting in the worst possible way because it's driving you know their emotions basically um and, and i think that all one, one of the are... interesting one of the interesting things about that is i feel like i feel like Archer is the most detached from the mystics and Skekmal is the most detached from the other Skeksis. And they're the only ones who live like kind of a quote naturalistic life. And they're the only ones that like Augur respects. Like, I don't know. Right. I don't know how she feels about Archer, but Skekmal is the only Skeksis that she's like, he's actually kind of like a beautiful creature. Like right. he embraces right. instinct. He is out in the wilds. He's not trying to grasp at something. He's, he's like embraced the, circle of life and this sort of a things he's just he's an apex predator and there's there's right. you know it's just it's like looking at a shark completing a hunt it's like there's there's they may be terrifying but like there is a certain beauty to the way that it can carry out whatever its purpose is right know. it's like you know if it's it's like if he he's a shark in the water but like the only way the only reason he would like attack or anything is if you're just like i got my foot in the water what are you gonna do shark you know like yeah he's like well obviously i'm going to attack you but like this yeah obviously get the hell out of here but like you know the skexies are like are like a big old clan of sharks backed into a backed into like a little underwater cave (laughs) and they're like trying to get out basically is what they are to make an analogy hashtag deep Wait, way, yeah, to, way, did to, way, to, way to get serious, guys. God damn it. Way to just, way to just flip it around from complete yeah, idiot, idiot, pure bunch seriousness. Of, bunch of dinguses over here with some brains. All right. Um, I, guess, I guess. I guess. If you want to you compliment me or something. God, jeez. <laughs> Dude, you just straight up complimented me, bro. Whoa, thanks, bro. God, bro. No, thank um, you, bro. Yeah, bro. No, like, thank you. I'm just gonna sit back in this corner and like put on this chopstick. Don't worry about me. Oh, oh cool, bro. <laughs> Moist lips are super important, bro. Yeah, bro. You gotta take care. You can't get chopped. No, if you can't. If if you're chopped, dude, you can't talk about skexies. It's, it's like real important. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so like Pharrell, the Gufflings, they're on <laughs> something, dude. <laughs> Yo. Yo, how how bad one with nature? Come on. Can can you imagine having like a party where you just get utterly fucking disgusting? And it's like, dude, just your one day. It's like the opposite of the purge. It's like it's like the urge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that's the opposite of the purge, but okay, please continue. You just get to do whatever gross thing you want to do. Just run around naked in mud. Do it. Right? So, Skeptech <laughs> wants to go to battle. <laughs> and the Emperor and the General 
are just not here for it. <coughs> they are all kinds of big brother mean to, to him. And they're Ooh. like, no, nerd, you got to stay back and make my army. And then trade up just slaps him across the face or something and Damn. goes about his business. Damn, it's harsh, bro. Damn, Damn dude. Damn. All right, so he's going to make that army. What else? He's gonna make happening? that army. The squad is syncing up at Stone of the Wood. They're like, "Oh my God, you're here! Oh my God, I'm here too! Wow!" And there's a lot of that. Jimmy, <laughs> they, Jeffrey, they, you're they're, here. They're Owen Wilsoning it. Oh yeah. wow! Wow! Oh wow! Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Ske- they cut back to Skeptech, <laughs> and he's trying to put together. Uh, he's dissecting um, the Arathim, and he he's just gets all the guts. He gets covered in them guts. And starts to turn into a Ninja Turtle. Um, <laughs> covered in that ooze. Um, <laughs> the secret. And the, the... What's funny is when the... Um, <clears throat> the Gartham... When they have the... Uh, uh, oh, he walks away and they grab one of the claws off of the uh, Aratham. And they kind of look at each other. And I was like... Every, every time I've seen this, I'm like... Are they going to go fucking kill him? Like, I think that they're going to go after him so they can escape. Um, yeah. And really, all they want to do is just cut the um, the, the mouth off their mouth, mouth. Cords. yeah, yeah, because yeah, their their mouths are sewn shut. Um, and then we get this like awesome montage of Skektek pretending to be the emperor because he's like the only person in the palace, so he's on a power trip. <laughs> oh yeah, in the chair. Yeah, yeah. he's like play louder, the- yeah, <laughs> play louder, yeah, with the noise band, yeah. They're just like beating the crap out of it. Um, <laughs> and with that, Skekmaw wakes up and he's like, hey, I'm not dead. Actually, no, he goes, where's Rian? And then, you know, goes and finds Rian. Because to him, Hunt is he's not a hunt. Exactly. He's the <laughs> ultimate hunt. Um, God, you got it. As, as much as like you, you can uh, hate Ske- the Skeks, he's like, I, like, I'm feeling Agra with like, dude, Skekmaw is awesome. Like he's my favorite one. I think he's super cool. And and like he's from that side of the aisle, like he's easily my favorite addition and fleshed out character. Yes. In, yeah. in this versus the movie. Yeah. I like like I love Archer. And I love um the uh the what is it, the the he- heretic and yeah, the that, yep. whatever the other one. I love that pair. But man, something about and maybe it's because he's such a He's such an agent of change. Like so many things change because he goes into action that like makes it so interesting. Like in, in the way that like the best protagonists move the story forward, really great antagonists also move the story forward. And I think Skekmal is like, is right up there with some of the best of them. Oh yeah. Where it's like, he shows up and and the the feeling of the scene completely changes. I think it's cause like he's, he's probably like the most, able skexis like he's the most able-bodied like probably like more sound mind than any of them um he's very like he's solo so like he's not influenced by any of the others and he's probably he doesn't care about politics he's probably the most like like uh normal skexis if that makes sense no that makes sense I think like as a species, maybe they're 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 because the Skexes are 
are put together in that one location and they're kind of forced to live with each other um it it uh, kind of affects them mentally and well, they're I, all like such caricatures like of their own right like trait and he is very right. like centered right i mean he's sort of a also a caricature of like his hunter self right but it makes you wonder if like if if like the situation that the skexies are in and the mystics um are is like not entirely normal from like what they are probably used to um because i think like you know the well they split off from the uh you know i just you know what i'm just realizing they're not used to any of this shit because they were literally born of one race so they're not used to anything well no but i like and and i I agree but i think like to expand on it like they um it's almost like when if you're at work and you have like that one guy that is just like he eggs on the rest of the team of being like man this place sucks doesn't it like this is the worst place to work at i feel like that's how a lot of the skexies can get or like yeah yeah, where like if you're around enough of them for that long you just kind of start to lose it a little bit right right yeah you get a little influenced and yeah yeah you kind of like you you feel the same vibes a little bit because you've just been around it for so long yeah exactly exactly yeah that makes total that's that makes total sense yeah dude Mm, mm, yeah bro yeah um i have a random note that like uh well so the skexies show up at stone in the wood but i have this random note that like i i forget when celadon stopped being a bitch it was (laughs) around it was around uh when tavra um died yeah, I guess yeah, it yeah. has to be because they're like they're captured or, and like, yeah, the, or maybe the, a little bit before episodes, then. Because she they're... was kind of belligerent before then, but then like the point, the point when Tavra died, uh, Celadon and oh, what's Brea. the other one's name? Brea. Brea. Yeah, they mm-hmm. kind of like buried the hatchet and like before Tavra died, they kind of unified and were like sisters, you know? Yeah, that sort of thing. And then beyond that, I think they like after Tavra actually died, I think. Bray and Celadon like actually embraced and like there was like a moment of solidarity where they're like we got to look out for each other but she was right. still in denial up until that point if I recall that's correctly. what I mean like when they're when they're in the cells like right before they get released like in that yeah. episode before this or the one before that like yeah she's still they're in the cells and she's like they did nothing wrong like it's all your fault she's still you know of that mentality and saying that kind those kinds of things or, right. yeah even even after they they like the skexis admitted to draining the gelflings they're like well you you brought this on us or something like there was some there was some of that which is like totally wild but that is like that is her thing she's so bought in it's it's yeah. To her, it's like almost like sunk cost fallacy of like, well, we followed the lords this far, like they won't let us down, that sort of thing. Like completely ignoring the fact that they've been manipulated since maybe day one. We don't really know, but right. definitely for a very long time, the the sketches have not cared at all about the Gelfling. Um, and certainly not from the start of this, of Age of Resistance for sure. Yeah. Um, I think it just took her a while to like finally like get a dose of reality and yeah. And like think for herself because I think she's just been so used to like serving a Lord her whole yeah. life and like based her whole life on like doing that, um, you know, as a, as possibly becoming the, the all Madra. And then, you know, yeah. When she discovers the truth is like, what the f- 
what the fuck is her life about even about then? Because that's all yeah. she's got. And I think she's just like intently tried to hang on to that for the longest possible moment until she was like, Ugh, fuck. which is really <laughs> funny because if you look at the other leaders, like the other Gelfling leaders, they, you know, several of them instantly are able to separate themselves from their relationships to the Skeksis. And they're, they're going to, they, they say, you know, well, obviously we're the leaders of the Gelfling, so we have to defend the Gelfling. So if the Skeksis have turned against us, that's it. Like they're freaking dead to us. Right. Whereas like the others are like more like they, they have, it seems like the difference between those leaders and the others are like, I am a leader and defender of Gelfling as opposed to the others are like, I am part of this greater power structure that follows the Gelfling or that that, um, that follows the Skeksis and, and leads the Gelfling according to the Skeksis' wishes and that sort of thing. And I think that that's really where Celadon got kind of hung up. Like maybe, maybe she saw, you know, maybe she felt like if if we cast off the, the Skeksis' rule, then like what are we apart from that? And I, right, maybe maybe right. it's that she didn't have any, which actually now that I'm thinking about it, the way that she views being raised by the Almadra is like this really harsh existence where like like she doesn't have any personal value, but all of her value is caught up in being the Almadra in training. Maybe she doesn't have a sense of self-worth. Maybe beyond that role and beyond that title, she doesn't really feel like she has any value or a sense of self-worth. And so because she's hanging so much on that, if the kind of power structure dissolves, maybe she just doesn't feel like, it's she like well, has, who am I at that point? Yeah. She doesn't right. have any like sense of self or anything beyond that. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It makes sense. And that's her just like acting out, you know, like Which to like, the extreme. Again, yeah. Again, that's like, that's because that makes sense. Such great writing. Like, yeah. Like the fact that I can, that I could, that I could sift through this and be like, well, maybe it's this, that actually kind of fits together perfectly. Like, you know, of like identity crisis and that sort of thing when like, they don't say that in here, right? Like they right, leave right. it for us to, to get through, which I think is one of the interesting things that dark crystal did even just as a movie, which is like, yeah, we're not going to explain everything, but you can, you can definitely figure stuff out if you Read think about between it. the lines and kind of, yeah, it, it's yeah. great. It's, it's layered writing, which is super as a writer, it's really difficult to do. So kudos to the, to the writing team for sure. They, they be good yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. They be good. They know how to use them words and put them together. <laughs> they talk to English googly. Goodly. Goodly. What else? What else, Grass? Rianne and the general start to battle. <laughs> Rianne and the general. Yep. Um, and he does some some flippy floppies and all kinds of stuff. Then we go doing, into uh, doing tricks and shit. Doing tricks and shit. Getting everybody all wet. <laughs> that's that's what i thought too brandon <laughs> splashing, getting everybody your wit yeah just fighting in the water that's what that means they just fight yeah, in the water yeah. there's no water you guys they're in a it's fire dry. it's dry as fuck in there it's it's dry as fuck there's a fire there's a fire they get more dry unless they in the desert Hey, dude! Come on, dude! A couple episodes ago, just it's put it not together. Too long ago, they were there. Come on, dude! Get your shit together, man! It's time oh, to go. So anyway, these these Gelfling here, they start flying and they dropping bombs. <laughs> they dropping fucking bombs and dropping fucking bombs on these Skeksis. 
Jesus Christ. Then what they what them bombs do? <laughs> they go boom. <laughs> you would think There's that all... we were all drunk, but I don't think I we swear are. to God we're not. I just I haven't talked to another human being in so long. Uh <laughs> There's a bunch of consider, consider this episode our our note in a bottle that we're setting adrift on the sea of the internet. Um, what's the last what's it? the last piece of content Chris Shriver ever made? If you if you hear this, please help us. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're dying. <laughs> so there's all kinds of fighting happening, and then with that, um, the scroll keeper. And it's pretty. It's pretty intense. Given the people all puppets, like it's pretty. It's pretty intense. It's convincing. It's pretty, yeah. 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 It's really good. Like there's a lot of you know there's a lot of characters on screen at once. Um, <laughs> the the freaking the the shooting knives that the the Skeksis you know pop out from their very back. cool. Uh, very, oh yeah, super cool. Um, and the scroll keeper shoots one out. Um, and whoa, goes what? Hit it. Yeah. Hello, hello. He fires a flying knife. Okay. And okay gets uh sorry i said shoots one out and then uh farah gets stabbed trying to save celadon uh they're flying through the air oof yeah she drives in the way madra farah yeah yep um and as she's dying she says do you hear thra calling me home your mother would be so proud she's looking at a celadon who obviously has been through some shit Um, yeah which is this was this is a powerful moment especially because Especially because Madrafara was one of the people. She was the one who wanted to like race her at first, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, like she was the first one to be like, "No, you're full of you're full of shit. Like you're you don't understand what's happening. You clearly are dishonoring the the spirit of your mother. You're not even going to bury like all this. Like she was very vehemently against her. But you know, because Celadon has has come around, you know, and is fighting on the side of justice. You know, it was it was a really cool moment. And also, I thought the the can you hear Thra calling me, like that was a that's a very that's a touching moment for me personally. Like, yeah, I agree. Um, we go we cut back to the Crystal Palace. We're in Skektek's lap, and the one of the Grunax cuts his mouth open, so he's yes. he's able to speak now. Yeah, they, he, he severs the he severs the uh, the the sewing thread that's bound his mouth shut. Yeah, yeah. and he goes, uh, good. Um, looking at the other By the one. way, Audrey was sitting next to me and she's just like, she's just like, why didn't they do that? Like a long time ago. Like the, well, they, they had knives in, in here. Like they work in a lab. Like certainly they have cutting implements and I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure they're terrified of this guy. Yeah. yeah well, right, not only right. just him, but up until this moment, they've had every other Skeksis in that tower. Like now is the only time where Skektek's alone in there and they know it. Um, yeah. So they're like, if we have any chance of escaping, it's right now. And and clearly you know, Chamberlain do doesn't care on making good on his promise to us. Right. 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 And they're smart enough to know that. Um, or they got they got oh, smart. No, they don't think they were. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, you know, Skektek comes in. What are you doing? Bah. And basically tosses the one into the, the pits of fiery hell in the center of uh yeah under the, the crystal crew. castle under the crystal so he's dead and then we have another one who and that was the one w- w- that had his mouth cut open right <clears throat> correct yeah yeah um the other one gets beaten 
and while he's beaten to death basically blood flies everywhere and you just see the shot of that creature in the cage like <laughs> yeah it's it's terrible poor bird yeah. yeah that bird has seen some shit that, that bird, bird has definitely seen some shit i like I mean, that, that he just keeps him alive though murders and murders and murders and murders yeah like tons he's just like get me out of here yeah help me um help me and after uh, this one dies. Skektek realizes maybe there's something I can do with this. Hmm. The Ooh. maniacal laugh, lightning shooting everywhere. And then we cut back to stone in the wood. Um, with that, Skekmal shows up and he grabs Rian by the, the head and he's like, the hunt must end. Um, and he throws the dual gl- glaive to the ground. Oh, actually, uh, before this. Yes, before this. Um, they cut to Rian, the desert. Rian had stabbed um, the general when they were in battle, and he like saunders off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we cut to the right. Chamberlain finding the general, and he's like, "Hey, bud, how you doing?" Blah blah blah. Checking up on him. Um, and he general's like, "Chamberlain, you got to do something. You got to help me because he helped him before." Yeah. And with that, Chamberlain stabs him and goes, "You took my seat." Yeah, turns to dust. Now, I have a question for you about this bee hunt because I meant to look this up and I didn't have time. The Skeksis that Chamberlain fights in the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was the general. You told me you straight up told me. I know it is the general and it's not. And I was like, I don't recognize this general, dude. It's uh, not. Fuck, it is. He's not in the series, though, whoever this guy is. This yeah. other Skeksis. Yeah. Well, shit. At least I, I, I know who it is. Yeah. Let me um, look it up. He has like the longer black hair. I mean, yeah. We, like, um, so I think um, it's like a newer, it's like a newer general, but it's not the same general. It's not the same one. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys. Because the first time I, well, the first and the second time I watched this, I thought it was him. And then I was like, wait, but he dies. And I never looked it up. But wait. (laughs) But wait. Yeah. But but inconsistencies. And I was like, there's no way. Because I think if you look back, one of the predictions that I made when you were like, who do you think dies? I think one of the people I said was the general. Or like, I would say the general, but you told me that he's in the later one. Right, right. Yeah. Not only that. That's no, what, I, maybe I was maybe I was trying to steer you away from guessing right. Not you know, only that, Brian, you had another one that you predicted right. That when you said it, I had like I looked at Bee Hunt in the camera when it happened, and it was like this <laughs> oh shit moment, and we didn't oh, really? we, we didn't react to it. Oh but really? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at one point you were like, I don't know how the hunter's gonna die. Like this guy's like you know a, a shit brick house. Like he's just he's unstoppable. And then, you know, we we see the archer and you're like, what's he going to do? Like, jump off a cliff? And I was like, yeah, as a matter of fact, which we'll get uh, to actually. very soon. Yeah. And okay, then I okay. predicted the general's death. Wow. OK, yeah. so go me. So, um, I've, so I've reviewed I've, so, and, and consumed a lot of media, guys. I can. Well, we got be hunt. So I'm right bitches well, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, what Skek Ung is the name of the guy that he fights with uh, in the movie and okay. he's, uh, he's a Gartham master 
and a general. So he's the new general after mm. Benedict Wong's general. Got it. So he's somewhere else in the world right now. We haven't seen him yet. Yeah, he's somewhere else in the in the world. Cool. I'm cool. into it. Okay. Cool. Um, I found his picture. I'll send it to you in the general Nito burrito. Chat. Thanks in the Brando. general chat. In the general chat. Both. General chat. Just for you to tell us a picture of this one. General yes. chat. Yeah, see, he doesn't have that like boxy nose like the general. Yeah, has. right. Right. You know what got me was the hair because when when the general takes off that helmet, he look he's got like a George Costanza thing going on. <laughs> like so you yeah, don't realize yeah. Skek, how Skek Var is the name of this this general that dies. Right. In this one. Right. Okay, cool. A so yeah, so that so that's why I didn't recognize him because not the same dude. Not the same go. guy. They're very similar in that they're both beefcakes. They are they're thick boys for sure. They're thick beefcakey boys. I mean, the one from the movie looks pretty skinny to me, but but the uh, but uh, Skekvar is definitely uh, definitely a chunk for sure. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. He's, he perhaps is the chunkiest. If I do say so myself. So we go back to uh, the hunter. He says the hunt must end. And and how right he is. <laughs> and how right he is, because we go back and, you know, and then we cut to the desert and we have uh, the archer with Hup and he has this line that I'm like, it's another one of these lines in the show that I'm just absolutely in love with where he <laughs> looks at Hup and he's like, now we shall see what lies at the dreams end. Um, yeah. And he tosses himself off the cliff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such a dope way to go, especially after the whole thing with um, the emperor where he talks about, you know, do you still dream and I have nightmares yeah. and blah, blah, blah. You know, that whole thing. I, I, I love it. And you can tell that they're psychically linked because as he's doing it, like before he hits the ground, anything like that, like as he is, maybe as I can't, I don't remember, Chris, you can tell me, is it as he's preparing to jump that the hunter knows? Or he is like, it he, yeah, he's like looking down at the ground, you know, off this cliff and the hunter, like they zoom in on the hunter's eye and he's able to see what uh, the you archer can tell can see. what's going to happen. Right. And yeah, with that, he he's like, oh, my God. Yeah, he can't do anything to stop it. And yeah. Definitely after he jumps, he can feel the like the the coming of death. Right. Uh, I find it interesting that they don't like he doesn't splat on the earth. Like it is a it's a whatever, yeah. right. Like, you know, and, and, and uh, the hunter starts to die like as he's because like the way that I like imagine this would work is. Like similar to the movie, like one gets because yeah, I was hand. about to say because we, we saw it in the movie. We've when seen it, yeah. Like their hand gets cut, and then you know the other one, his hand starts to bleed. Um, the one, the one gets thrown into the lava pit under the crystal. The other one bursts into flames and vanishes. Yeah, right, mm -hmm. right. So you would um, think that he would like he would just like go crush flat on the ground or whatever. Right. I think. But, well, I think like there's the one, the it one might that be just, just sort of or whatever. Probably. Yeah. I mean, pro probably that, but like. There's the one that just sort of, um, as they're walking in the movie, he straight just kind disappears. of disappears. Straight up disappears. He, he just straight up dies. <laughs> straight up disappears, bro. Straight, straight up disappears, man. And I think Crazy. they're trying to just harken back to like that visual style when, yeah, when motherfuckers die. You know what I'm saying? And and fade into nothing. Yep. The '80s man. Um. 
Oh, Agra. Agra is reborn at this point. As soon as Which the hunter dies, awesome. yeah, she shoots out of his body and oh, I am reborn. Like, oh uh, yeah, because she was uh, like they put that they put that Agra juice in him to try and resurrect right. him. I got I got real vibes oh, of uh, of Neo at the end of the Matrix. Oh yeah, Hopping, Hell yeah. popping out of that agent. Yeah, all he needed was some zero or one, and that's all he got. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was with juice i've been really feeling a little bit of that, the juice. Matrix. that movie is great it's been a it's been yeah, at least a decade since i watched that movie every time we should, we should have a watch party every time that movie is on on tv and i never watch tv but like nine times out of ten i'll turn on the cable box that movie's on and it's the bug scene and it's my least favorite scene in the whole movie because it's disgusting. Mm. Like the bug coming out scene. I think it's the bug coming out because he's in the like, back of the car? Oh. yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. I absolutely hate that scene. It grosses me out so much. Well, let's let's do a watch party later. Yeah. Would it be better if it was an eye, Chris? Would it, better, mm-hmm. would it be better if the bug was coming out of the eye? All right, let's move on. Let's he said, on. Let's he, on. Said, on. he said, uh-huh. <laughs> sorry okay, to the people on. that when they, when they hear barf sounds, they, uh, sorry, they barf. sorry about that. Um, the, so Augur's reborn with that. The other clans show up, you know, we ride a dawn. They're all, you know, all of them. <laughs> um, they're all Wait. super excited about it. How are they? We ride a dog. All right, gang, we're here to save you, huh? motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody say the door to darkness? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> the door to the door to darkness. Riku's trapped on the other side, huh? Let's kill that motherfucker, huh? <laughs> uh, so they show up. The emperor is not pleased. He's like, I'm going to put a stop to this. Behold the power of the darkening. And he shoots it out <laughs> of his uh, staff. Um, and D. He shoots, shoots it out. He, he shoots it out. He shoots it. He this, this dude emanates freak, it. His, his freaking M. Bison psycho energy, you know. Yeah. Um, D absorbs it with her new power that we got, you know, in episode gross. eight. Yep, yep, yep. Super gross. Um, the goat. As she's absorbing it, they're all like, what the hell's happening? And then she looks up and has like the most epic, incredible and terrifying look to her in the whole series um, and goes, get away, my friends. And like goes full Palpatine, fires all over those guys. And Aquafina's character straight up was like, just straight up dies. She's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then blows up. Which is yeah. a great moment. Awesome. Um, the Skeksis retreat. People want to hug Augura. The Emperor is like, run away. Run yeah, away. they all they all need run to get away. out of there. <laughs> and I love I love the moment where he's like, Chamberlain, my most trusted advisor. Yeah. <laughs> After all that shit. Um, everybody's celebrating. Rianne can't find Deet after this happens. Um, Brea yeah. finds the last shard of the dark crystal in 
the dual glaive and that's pretty much it hope is, guys. hope is delicate like a crystal shard once lost now found and easily stolen I really and then like she line. gives it to Agra, where she puts it in a box with a bunch of other crystals, and then loses track of which one's the real one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the, the, yeah, but uh, but Rianne walks into the into the forest, yes, and like Deep Deep is like re, like recoiling into this like alcove or whatever. This right? she's like, scene breaks. I'm me. gonna barf. I'm gonna barf so bad, you guys. Don't look at me. I'm gonna barf. <laughs> and she's clearly like he's following her through the woods, and she's clearly like either trying to distance herself purposefully or is like not in her right mind. And it definitely she, seems like she's not in her right mind. I think it's a little bit of both. So she like, you have this character that at the beginning of the series is other than Agra, like the most in tune with nature. Yeah. Um, you know, even in that moment where she's absorbing the, the, the darkening Agra is like gentle deep. Like she, she still refers to her as that. Um, and like that thing that she's known for is lost. And she's now like, like at the cost yeah, it of is, saving is from her at the, by her, by her, her defense of her friends. Right. Like by doing like, what like, she has, to, like she being, the, yeah. being the most selfless character here um, and doing everything that she can. Like she has lost the main thing that I think that she lives for, which is just like, being a help to other people. Now she's basically a poison to everyone and everything in this world. And you see that as she starts to like get, you know, walk away from Rian because she's afraid to, I think she's afraid to get near him quite honestly, because you see like the, the trees start to wilt and all the leaves are starting to die um, because she doesn't know what to do with all this energy now. Because and she's it, gathered it so much of it. She's kind of, speaking. yeah, it's, it's, it sucks. And it couldn't have happened to a better person. So. Deet. Yep. Gently yeah. Deet. I, I, I don't, I don't really care for pop figures, but I want to find something. I want to find some deep something that I can like put on my desk or whatever. There is I mean, one those, from that. Uh, pretty sure you were going to mention the same one. <laughs> behind. I can't. What's the name of that company? Is it the, it's the Lord of the Rings people. Yeah. Um, what are they called? Um, hold on. God, the company that makes all the Lord of the Rings costumes, wet ants, wet, wet, or wet, wet, a workshop. Yeah. What a workshop. Yeah, so yeah. they have ants, Chris, wet ants. Is that what you the, it's their, it's their website. Wet a N Z dot com. Oh, wet a New Zealand fool. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so they actually have, they have a really cool, uh, deep you got statue. some wet ants, boys. You got some wet ants. <laughs> um here i'll drop it i'll drop it in the general chat i love this one and i've actually this is not like an ad i swear to god um but i think they've actually added some other ones because like i don't remember seeing Skekmal, and this oh, is like cool the Skekmal one's yeah. super fucking cool um but it's also 500 dollars, and i don't have the space for it yeah yeah, yeah. the detail on it's insane though yeah that's ridiculous how tall is it? It better be fucking tall. If it's like six inches. <laughs> when did we get to New Jersey? He better be fucking towering over top of me, spinning fucking 90 pizzas <laughs> <laughs> on all four arms at the same time. 
Skekra. Let me tell you. What do you want hey, to eat? Hey, hey, you guys ever thought about this? Skekma <laughs> has four arms. I bet you that dude could throw some fucking pies. Yo, <laughs> he could toss some fucking pies. He could throw the dough. You guys. Yo, we need God. to get him. You got that one's him. cool, and that that emperor one's cool too. I like how that. I mean, yeah, the emperor one's, one's cool. cool. These um, are what we used, uh, Chris and I, to do our Hup costumes. Yeah, it was the only thing that you could see, like Hup's entire like torso and legs. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. It's so weird yeah. how like the first half of the show, like I forget that he gets messed up, and then is basically just in that like hut in the center of the crystal desert for like right the right. entire rest of the series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. tossed in. Dang, he's the man. He's um, the man. Brian, yes. What did you think of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance? Freaking great. Are you glad you like, watched it? A plus. A plus. A plus. <laughs> it's it's plus it's very plus. very good. I'm I'm very pleased that. Uh, I'm I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not sure how. I got on this project like to do this miniseries. Like, I'm not sure how I joined it, but like, I don't remember it. I'm pretty sure I just kept talking about it. And then I was like, yo, be hunting. I want to talk about dark crystal. And you were like, Oh, it's quarantine. I love be hunting. Yeah. 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 I, I, I had an appreciation for be hunt and wanted to explore something you know like together and yeah, I'm, I'm really glad we did and it's not it's not one of those things where it's like oh you know i worked this crummy job for five years but at least i made a really good friend it's like no uh i made i made a good friend and we watched some freaking awesome stuff and so it's oh, just yeah. like it's all gravy baby yeah so yeah I, yeah i i definitely going into this and i i think that this is the case for like a lot of stuff you know that that you and i get into like anticipating it beforehand like it wasn't like i wasn't expecting much and then not only did i gain a greater appreciation for something that had initially i'd come away it's like it's like Wee's big adventure like Wee's big adventure is a fun movie but the thing that i remember about it is large march large march right <laughs> and in this the thing like the thing that i remember from the dark crystal is the emperor collapsing into dust and dying and that being terrifying to me yeah um and that's really all that I remembered. I just had this like tiny kernel of a, of a, of a bad memory and going back to it and seeing it is kind of a dark tinged fantasy, but gaining an appreciation for how creative and how strange it is like, not, not needlessly strange, but like it actually creates like a very alien environment in a way that like a lot of fantasy doesn't like if you look at the lord of the rings it's like well this could have happened here there's just elves and dwarves there whereas like in this world it's like wow no there's like this rolling dirt field that's like half quicksand half like carnivore plants like there's like all these weird like and just very strange like the striders have like very long whiskers on their face for like no reason they look kind of like old man bats it's very strange. Like everything is just very different in a way that's difficult to like kind of parse at times 
but I think it, it like really is to the, to the thing's credit. Um, and, and I now have a, a much greater appreciation for not only the dark crystal, the movie, but how age of resistance kind of expands on it, you know? And I, th I think, I, I don't know whether I said this on the show or whether I said this on platformers or, or when, you know, we were just talking, but like, it was kind of like, wow, like I kind of want to go play that strategy game. And then, you know, it kind of ended up not being great, but it's, like, it's not great. But like that whole thing where it's like, I want to spend more time in this world. Like I want to have more agency over, you know, I think, yeah, I, this sort of a thing. Like that's a really cool yeah. thing. I think the expanded universe, um, like the books are probably the next step um, to like get into. Um, I mean, there's really not much else, but like that, there's a crazy amount of story there, especially with creation myths. Um, books. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like, like uh, Jerry Seinfeld said when he when he quit the show, when when basically Seinfeld stopped after that thing, he's like he's like what you want to do is you want to leave before people get tired of it, and you want to leave when they still want more. Right. And I think that that's that's what's happened with this. Like they they've they did the movie. I don't really feel like people were asking for more, but they did it. And now that Age of Resistance, you know presumably season one is over. Like I want more, you know? Right. Right. You know, it's like, it's like it's the true. Castlevania animated series. It's like what I have thought that I wanted a Castlevania animated series. No, but now I can't wait for the next one to come out, you know? Right. And the I same do, is true for this. I question how, I don't know that I like, I mean, obviously we, we don't even know if they're making a season two. My, my thought and my prediction is that they are making season two and COVID they straight up had to stop. Because right. yeah, you can't you make this can't, another you can't way. Make yeah. this. Well, you and you, like with social distancing and all that, like you just can't make this show. Yeah, um, you know, puppeteers have to be super close to one another, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, the way that like the the way that the they kind of promoted this whole thing was like we got a trailer, and then like two years later they're like and it's out like yeah. in their typical Netflix fashion, and I. I I doubt they're gonna do anything not like that's not as similar to that where it's like, oh yeah, by the way, it's just Tuesday today, but here you go, here's season two of Dark Crystal, and you're like, oh fuck, when the fuck did they do this? You know? Yeah. So I think uh, I think that's how how it's gonna go down when uh, COVID eases up a little bit. I could see us getting maybe like a teaser, like similar to like Stranger Things, where They'll be like, it'll just be like the number four and then like, like dialogue over top of it or whatever, or like episode titles or something. I could see them doing something like that. Um, right. And then just not hearing anything. And then you get a trailer like a month before it comes out. Um, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But the trailer of like July 1st and then they'll be like August 5th. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. But I have a feeling that either this was either in production or is being is done being written and they're just holding it at this point because right. they can't, they just can't film it, you know, with the world right. the way it is right now. Um, right. Well, I hope we get more. I would love more. I mean, yeah, I, especially I like more. the, the way that it, end, I mean, they end it in a great way where it's like, you know, you want to know what happens with Deet. Um, obviously um, like there's enough questions that they leave. Um, but it's not like I don't know that it's like necessarily like burning like oh my god like where will we go next 
Um, well, the interesting thing is like, I, I feel like, I feel like the question of, of, of where do we go next? What happens next is the only reason why I actually don't know that it's actually begging for a sequel. Yeah. Because like, I have literally no idea how to answer that. Like, I do feel like it, it wants something. Cause I don't feel like it ends clean in a way that like, you can see that it leads directly into the movie because it, there's still tons of time left in between those two things. Well, there, and that's, yeah, I mean, it, unfortunately, and I agree with you. I think what's weird about it is that, and, and I mean, in a good way, like I love dark, awful things that happen to fictional characters in everything. Yeah. Um, I think that whatever a second or possibly third season would be, is just a lot of like, Oh, this entire Everybody's species getting wiped is wiped out. out. Right. Like yeah. some giant mm -hmm. awful event happens that wipes all these people out. Cause um, things definitely don't. I mean, they could get better. They won't, of. you know that they don't though. No, I'm, there's, there's enough time that like things could get better, but at a certain point things go really far down. And we know that there has to be enough time in between the beginning of the movie and wherever, whatever final season ends for the Gelfling to be so rare that for someone to see one is like super notable. Right. Because like right. at the, at the, th like the fact that there's one Gelfling at the beginning, who's raised by mystics, you know, so, so as long as he's been alive, there's that. And then there's one other one that he finds, you know, out in the world. That's like, wow, there's, there's two of us. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. So like, they have to basically vanish off the side of the map. So like the further we go potentially story-wise, the, the worse it's going to turn out, you know, however, you know, so, so I guess it's kind of like you're, you're tempting fate where it's like, you can get as many more seasons as you want, but each one is going to end in a more precarious, more terrible position for the characters that you really care about. Well, and you could even leave it at like, you know, that scene of it looks like Brea, at least like Brea drops one of the babies, you know, in, in, in a tree or whatever. And like that be like the last scene of that season or like whenever they yeah. decide that they're going to end it. Yeah. Um, and like at that point, you just assume like, OK, they're that's it. Like they're, they're fucking dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> they they just straight up died. Oh, they just straight up fucking died or <laughs> went underground, dude. Yeah, maybe dude. they're under. Maybe they're underground. Maybe they're, they're just waiting. Yeah. Yo, that would be crazy if they. Uh, I didn't even think said, of that. They, just they said, didn't die out. They just went underground. They just yeah. like hid in the caves of Grot, and then they were waiting for the Skeksis to like, you know, well, somebody to fulfill that, this prophecy or whatever. That would be wild. Unless, yeah. well, mm. unless Deet absorbs the darkening that's there, that's a death sentence. Oh. But if she does, hmm. I wonder if there's something where like I'm sorry, Chris, for putting happens. this idea in your head. I didn't even yeah. think about this. Something happens where all the Gelfling are like infected or some shit, and they have to go underground, and that's why they can't go above ground because the sunlight will be like, Wah! or know. that's the last, or that's literally the last thing that happens. Yeah. Is that right, like the right. last surviving ones go down into the caves? Deet is with them and she's like barely hanging on. And then she absorbs as much of the darkening as she can in those caves to give them a safe place. And it's the last mm -hmm. thing that she does. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I'm into it. 
I like this. Give me let's five ping, seasons of it. <laughs> I'll take five seasons. The, let's get on Twitter and ping all the production people. Like, when does shit coming out? I need it. Yo, <laughs> pump it into my Give it thing. to me. Give it to me, guys. Dude. Dude. Well, um, I hope if anyone is still listening at this point, five episodes in and after the shenanigans that occurred in this one and all the other ones for sure. Um, I hope you enjoyed the ride. I know I did. Um, I did too. You, you've heard us. You've heard us. You've literally listened to Brandon and myself become friends over this, yeah. over the series. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. cool. It is very cool. That's the, um, that's fucking dope that we have an actual recorded friendship from start. <laughs> yep. From start to finish. And now we're not friends anymore. Now <laughs> we're here. We're that's why I didn't say anything. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> it's a mini series also uh or like in in the way that like the old rocky and bullwinkle cartoons would have like two names podling pub chats or the the very short friendship of brian barnett (laughs) (laughs) yep there it is or how i learned to stop loving the bomb or whatever stop worrying and loving the bomb yeah, how I learned to stop worrying and love the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. There you go. That's it. That's it, baby. That's Next it. Next podcast. Ninja Turtles podcast. Here we go. Oh, baby. <laughs> well, guys, Let's close think, it out. I think that's that just about does it. Um, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you guys doing this with me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. Hopefully there's a second season and we get to do this again. Hell yeah! Because yeah, 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 all about it. I'm about about it. Um, I want it. B Hunt, where where can they find your junk? Uh, well, hopefully not online. Um, that's for sure. But yeah. uh, <laughs> Chris, you're just letting them slip today. Uh, In between those legs, they can find my. Why did we leave? The, why did we go so blue on this episode? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they it's can been too long. Back. We've got all this. We've got all this pent up, like you know, <laughs> sensual tension. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from not recording for a long period this of time. Is sexual seduction, baby. That's it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Media Vandal um for the goofs and uh you can find uh my other uh side of shenaniganry at art projects with my friend eric sap um uh on twitter uh at heavy strike which is h-v-y-s-t-r-k a lot of people have been calling it hoovastrick and we're just like fuck so we got to figure that out but anyway uh we make music and goofy shit on there um, so if you'd like to check that out, um, do that. Also, um, I just started a Ninja Turtles fan Twitter because it's me. And if you don't know this by now, um, what were you listening to? Uh, but um, if you want to follow a really dumb, fun Ninja Turtles fan Twitter, it's at TMNT1990rules. There you go. That's nice. it. Nice. Mr. Brian. Uh, you can find me on 
Twitter, and to a much lesser extent, Instagram at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. And I also am the host of a video game and nerd culture podcast called The Platformers. You can find that on all kinds of podcast services, including Spotify and all sorts of business, Google Play, iTunes, all that sort of stuff. Uh, We've been recording a little bit more sporadically, but generally I try to record an episode every two weeks or so. It used to be uh, weekly, but life has just been so chaotic and sometimes we don't have time as you've seen with, uh, with this, but it is very often myself and uh, Christopher Shriver and our mutual friend, Joshua Mobley uh, over on that show. Although we do have guests, you know, we had, we've had uh, Nintendo's Andrew Wolf. We have had, uh, you know, uh, former IGN and GameSpot and Viz Media uh, personality, uh, Lily Zaldivar on there. We've had your boy Brandon Hunt. Brandon Hunt yeah, was on that's, there. Yeah, that's true. Mitchell Saltzman has been on there. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Hunt has been on there. We've had a lot of awesome guests. Uh, and we will continue to crank out those episodes. We talk about all kinds of stuff from video games. Uh, Brandon was on our Last of Us 2 spoiler cast, which is very long. And I think one of our best episodes. Uh, I think I think Chris said that was like his favorite thing that we've done. That's my favorite podcast I've ever recorded, period. Yeah. Like that was it was so good for my brain. I need it. Yeah. Was, it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So it, it's it's a basically if you want to listen to like this, like this show, uh, but just less focused and not focused on a single property, but like everything like movies and games, comic books, whatever we feel like talking about. It's a fun time where friends are just farting around and talking about things. Uh, so if you want to get involved in that, you can hit us up on Twitter at platformers pod or just search for the platformers, um, a video game podcast. You can find yeah. me on Twitter at shrives 93 and everywhere else on the internet. Um, I play destiny. That's about, <laughs> that's about all I've been doing lately. That's all I got. I'm working. Um, Thank you, everybody. Stay awesome. And uh, whatever you do, don't just straight up die.